This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You know, with the price of gas just kind of stuck where it is, an electric car is starting to look pretty good right about now. And on this edition of Vancouver Consumer, we're going to talk electric vehicles as well as all the other options, even the old internal combustion engines. Uh, as well, if you're in the market for a new or used car, electric or not. Inventory has been low, but that's starting to change. And we'll hear from James Carter from the Carter Auto family about what's new in the world of cars. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. For a lot of travelers, it's not a question of which is your favorite airline to fly on. It's the question of the one you dislike the most. Uh, Well, a survey of more than 7,700 passengers flying on major North American airlines ranked Air Canada and WestJet below the average for customer satisfaction. The J.D. Power survey puts Air Canada fifth, WestJet was in eighth out of 11 airlines in the economy class. Spokesperson Michael Taylor says pricier fares, crowded planes, and fewer flights are behind the frustration. He also says a global pilot shortage has led to the airlines flying fewer planes, and some have ditched the smaller planes, trying to pack in as many passengers as possible per flight on the big planes as they slim down their schedules. That often leads to passengers not enjoying the experience as much. Oh, and the top of the list when it comes to customer satisfaction was Southwest Airlines, Delta, and JetBlue. Canada's mountain of electronic waste is getting bigger. All those phones, appliances, computers, and other electronic devices we throw away. Researchers at the University of Waterloo did an estimate of e-waste in Canada going back as far as 1971 in order to better understand the life cycle of electronic items went from when they're sold all the way to when they get chucked out. And what they found was e-waste topped nearly 1 million tons in 2020. And by 2030, they figure that total will be 1.2 million tons. They also say that our e-waste recycling infrastructure here in Canada, just not keeping up. The researchers want governments and tech producers to work together to better manage rising e-waste especially since more and more of those electronics being thrown away contain very precious and critical minerals and could create a secondary supply chain if they are managed properly. Pancreatic cancer, definitely one of the worst, but there's some potential good news from a new study that looked at 16 pancreatic cancer patients in a vaccine trial in the U.S. and Germany. It found that their new drug shows radically encouraging progress. The patients were given mRNA vaccines, the same type of system used in the current COVID-19 vaccines, but the scientists customized the vaccines to provoke an immune response in the patient's cells in an attempt to train the immune system to fight back against cancer. Researchers found that half of the patients showed no relapse of their cancer during the 18-month study. Peloton is recalling just over 2 million exercise bikes. They say the seat post assembly can break and come off during use. That sounds like it could be painful. Uh, The company says it has received 35 reports of this happening, including 13 injuries, such as a broken wrist, some cuts and bruises due to people falling off the bike. The recall 
affects Peloton bikes model PL01 that were sold from January 2018 through May 2023. Consumers are advised to immediately stop using them and contact the company for a free repair. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. The new and used car market is back at full speed after all those challenges of COVID. And it's a pretty exciting time. Lots of new models, especially in the electric vehicle category. And to help us navigate some of the options you have for getting into a new set of wheels, whether it's electric or gas powered or a combination of both, uh, we'll find out from James Carter from the Carter Auto family. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And you know, the name Carter has been synonymous with cars in Western Canada for literally 100 years. That's after Charles Carter began selling cars in the 1920s. And with me now is his grandson, James Carter. He's currently the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall, which is just one of many Carter dealerships throughout the Lower Mainland. You can find them uh, at carterauto.com. And then also you can find James's dealership at cartergm.com. And James, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Martin. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I'm wondering, now that the weather has become so stellar, uh, I guess the the business kind of picks up. I guess a lot of people want to come out, look at new cars when the weather is nice. Yeah, well, it's certainly better than the pouring rain, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, So, you know, generally our our busiest season is uh, kind of May through... uh, May through the middle of August, and then uh, you know, there, August there's a little bit of a break, and then we start up again in September and kind of go September, October, November is still, you know, pretty strong. But it's really it it it's really this uh, the last few years have been more consistent than um, th- than previous. So, and a lot of that has to do with uh, you know availability of product and people who you know they're ordering vehicles and then. Um, and then they're kind of coming in. The vehicles are arriving at different times. So it's uh, a lot of the times now the, the change has come from sort of walking onto the lot and, you know, driving away in a car to you know, coming into the lot or coming into the dealership or connecting with us online and then changing, you know, ordering, ordering, custom ordering your vehicle to what exactly you want. And then they, they kind of arrive at different times. Yeah. It's kind of a whole different world in the car business these days. It has and, been a whole different world, especially over the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the big differences, obviously, is uh, the influx of electric vehicles. And every time I talk to you, it's always so interesting because that is changing so quickly. There's new types of vehicles. There's so much to choose from. So uh, let's just get, jump into that off the top. Like what, how excited are you about the new electric vehicles that are showing up at uh, the Carter Auto Group and uh, what's new? Well, um, I was pretty excited. I just a few minutes ago, I drove onto the lot and there was a um, obviously, we had a big uh, drop of vehicles uh, during the night, and there was a, a new Cadillac uh, Lyric, which we've uh, 
been expecting. You know, we were we were hoping to get a lot more of them by now, but they've been a little bit, um, you know, delayed in, in production and, and a little bit delayed in shipping. And um, I, I was really excited to see one this morning, put a big smile on my face. So uh, um, that's one of the most exciting vehicles I think we've had in a long time. And, you know, um, the, the General Motors, in the General Motors world, um, they're committed to being 100% electric vehicles by, by 2035, um, which, which, which aligns with our provincial sort of uh, guidelines at this point in time and regulations. I, I, uh, and I think they're pretty realistic. Um, I was over in uh, Victoria, actually, with the New Car Dealers Association, um, I'm, I'm the past chair of that, and uh, we were over in Victoria meeting with government on um, Monday and Tuesday, and we, uh, it was EV day over at the legislature, so we, um, we managed to gather uh, 18 different models and have them all parked out in front of the legislature, and so during the, uh, or actually before the session, a lot of the uh, MLAs and the ministers and everything were coming out and wandering around and checking out all the different models. So um, it, it was great to get 18 there because generally uh, these days when the EVs come in, they're mostly kind of sold. But uh, so we we uh, haven't had a lot of chance to, to kind of look at all the different models uh, all in one place. So that was really exciting. Yeah, because that sounds like one of the the things about electronic vehicles or electric vehicles these days is that uh, there's huge wait lists and stuff. But that's changing, isn't it? It is changing. It is changing for sure. It's uh, you know the the availability is becoming uh, becoming greater, and um, you know the the wait times are are lessening, and uh, production is is ramping up for all the manufacturers because they, uh, uh, you know, those, what, what we heard about all through the pandemic, the microchip shortages and all those kind of things are kind of winding down. I won't say they've come to an end, but they are winding down um, depending on the, the, the model you're looking at and the manufacturer. So it's, uh, it's all good news as far as, as we're concerned. I mean, we would have loved to see all this three years ago, but um, you know, it's, it's still a pretty pretty good news story at this point in time. Right. So, so what's the biggest misconception in your mind about electric, electric vehicles? What are, are there still some old attitudes that are hanging on? Well, I think, um, you know, the number one thing that we, we still hear about is, uh, well, there's two things. One is that there's not enough models. You know, I can't get the kind of vehicle that I want in an electric vehicle. Um, and, you know that that's going to change going forward. We have um, there was an interesting announcement uh, earlier in the month about the the Chevrolet Bolt, which is the the electric vehicle that we have, or one of the electric vehicles we have, probably the most affordable electric vehicle uh, around these days. Um, that they're kind of winding down production of that uh, towards the end of the year. Um, and then ramping up production, and they're doing that so they can ramp up production of uh, electric pickup trucks um, and uh, other electric vehicles throughout the fleet. So we've got the, um, you know, the the electric uh, Blazer, Chevy Blazer coming in, so the midsize kind of SUV, and the Chevy Equinox uh, 
HPV, which is coming more towards the end of the year, is also going to be a, a sort of larger electric vehicle. And the the um, the Bolt EV was built on a uh, an old sort of platform. Uh, and what happened is General Motors went back to the drawing board, clean sheet drawing board, and basically designed a whole new platform that they call Ultium, um, which is going to underpin every vehicle coming forward for the next four or five years at least. Um, and so the electric, rather than just taking a normal car and kind of putting an electric motor in it and uh, and a battery, they've they've taken the whole thing so it all becomes uh, integrated within the vehicle. And the Bolt just, uh, the Bolt was a previous iteration of that uh, uh, of that architecture, so they're 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 winding that one down, and it, it it just doesn't fit into the portfolio anymore. So yeah. it's um, but there's lots and lots of stuff coming. So that's one of the misconceptions. The other the other thing that we still run into is um, is range. You know, people still being concerned about the range, and so the the new vehicles coming. Um, you know. Uh, still probably not where we want to be but they're getting you know sort of an optimally they're getting sort of 550 to 600 kilometers on a, on a full charge um and so you know they're they're perfect for most people who want to be driving around the lower mainland or you know commuting commuting and uh driving the the challenge comes when people sort of say oh we want to go on road trips um, and that's one of the things we were over talking to the government government about is the charging infrastructure. Um, and they are working on it um, with BC Hydro to get that charging infrastructure. But if, you know, it's, it, it's a bit of a different planning process if you're going to go on a road trip. Um, you kind of have to know where you're going to stop and where you're going to charge and do those kind of things. But it's, you know, lots of people are doing it and, uh, and with a little bit of planning, it's it's pretty easy to go wherever you want to go. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. We're talking to James Carter from the Carter Auto family. James is the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. You can go to cartergm.com or carterauto.com to see the whole family of uh, Carter Motors. And we're talking about uh, what's going on in the world of cars, especially electric cars. And uh, the one thing about um, about electric vehicles in BC are all the incentives. And uh, they're not going away. The BC government really wants people to start getting into electric cars. So there are a lot of uh, economic incentives and rebates and stuff like that, aren't there? There are great rebates. Um, you know, they've uh, the the current government has has sort of made some alterations to it, and uh, the rebates um, and the the incentives are are governed uh, through uh, uh, you know an organization called Clean BC, um, and uh, they're administered um, by the New Car Dealers Association for cars, anyways. Um, and you know, the the beauty of these. Uh, rebates is they can you know they certainly make the electric vehicles more affordable um, the current government has changed it to an income tested system so <clears throat> which is not uncommon um, but uh, 
you know, most of the rebates certainly are eligible for most people who want to purchase an electric vehicle or lease or what have you. What have you. Right. And, and one thing I want to ask you, because you mentioned sort of the trend now is, is bigger vehicles, sort of luxury cars and uh, pickup trucks and stuff like that. And what do you say to people who say, well, it, they won't be as po- like if, if I had a pickup that was electric, it just wouldn't have the power that the old pickup had. What do you say to that? Well, I, I say you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> because, because the pickup trucks, you know, an electric, um, uh, an electric motor actually has more torque and more immediate power than, than any gas motor does. So, um, you know, for towing or for hauling you, uh, I, I know that the upcoming Chevy Silverado, which we'll see, uh, later this year, um, has just as much towing capacity as uh, as uh, a regular sort of light-duty pickup truck does, or even a little bit more. And the power that you're going to get for driving it, uh, if anybody's driven an electric vehicle, you know you just get immediate power and torque and acceleration, as opposed to having to wait for the you know the engine to kind of rev up and and uh, um, and and get up to a certain RPM before you get that torque and power. Yeah. And I, I guess if people are using these vehicles for work, um, they're going to save a lot of money uh, for their businesses uh, with, with an electronic vehicle. Uh, it's certainly p- potential to, to earn, uh, well, not to earn, to save uh, money, I guess, earn money as, as, as well, if you're talking about yeah. your business, but save, save money as well, because um, you know, the charging, once you get into the, the charging um, routine, it's pretty easy. You just leave your vehicle plugged in overnight or whatever, just kind of like you do your iPhone and you, uh, um, and you get it charged up and it's all ready to go in the morning and you should be able to get a full day's, full day's charge out of it and, yeah. and, uh, or, or more and, uh, and away you go. Very cool. James Carter is our guest from the Carter Auto family. James is the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. We're talking all things automobiles. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk about some of the other vehicles and not even just electric vehicles, uh, also the old-fashioned gas-powered vehicles or or the hybrids. But also I want to ask you about servicing your car. What's different these days about servicing your vehicle and how can uh, the Carter Auto family uh, help out in that department? That's all coming up when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking about cars, electric cars, gas-powered cars, hybrid cars, Everything in between with James Carter, the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. You can find them at cartergm.com. And it's all part of the Carter Auto family. If you want to go see uh, any kind of different vehicle, you can go to carterauto.com. And James, we've been talking about uh, electric vehicles, the, the, uh, the, the variety of vehicles that are available to people right now is, is quite amazing. And you know what? I have to ask you, uh, James, what are you currently driving and uh, how are you enjoying it? 
Well, you know, I, up until about a month ago, I was driving an electric vehicle, and uh, and uh, it just got uh, too. I was driving a Chevy Bolt, and it just got uh, uh, kind of got too many kilometers on it uh, for me to be driving at that point in time. So right now, I'm I, I've switched back to a regular kind of internal combustion engine uh, Cadillac XT6, but I am uh, I have. A, a couple of vehicles, one for my wife, actually, which is uh, um, going to arrive sometime in the next six weeks or so, uh, Cadillac Lyric. And um, and I have uh, another vehicle that I will uh, hopefully get as soon as it, as it gets here, a Chevy Blazer, that I, an electric Chevy Blazer, which I will, will be driving. Um, and I love to drive the electric. I just find it uh, so much better and it suits my lifestyle. We had two chargers installed at our house, which by the way, um, there is also incentive programs for having uh, vehicle chargers installed. Um, so that's, uh, that's also a good thing. If you want to have a charger installed at your, at your home, then uh, a level two charger, then certainly there is, uh, there is money towards that from the clean BC program as well. And, um, you know, I, we, we would be selling, well, every, every, we sell every electric vehicle that, that comes into the dealership basically the day it hits the, the day it hits the lot. So, um, you know, they're, they're incredibly popular right now. Um, I think I, I know it sort of changes from area to area, but, um, you know, um, British Columbia, uh, was the highest penetration of electric vehicles, new vehicles sold in North America up until just shortly uh, ago, and we were just barely eked out by California. Um, so we we're at almost 20% of the new vehicles sold are, are electric, fully electric. Um, so uh, it's been a pretty exciting time, and I, I think that you know the great thing in, in British Columbia is it's kind of the, the trifecta. There's a, there's there's generous incentives. Um, you know there's the desire for people to buy it, and the power that we get here uh, is also provided by by hydroelectric power. So it is actually you know emission free, whereas it, it so it's not you know created by a power plant that's burning coal or or you know, diesel oil or something like that. So, you know, we can, we can feel really good about, about driving electric vehicles in British Columbia. Right. And there's so many different types, like the Cadillac Lyric, that, that one uh, must be just, it must be a really uh, luxurious, quiet ride. Oh, well, you know, the, the EVs are all really quiet and yeah, it's, it's, um, it's quite, something and and you know the new pickup trucks that are coming so you can get large vehicles there's something really for everybody there's you know uh, affordable electric vehicles like the chevy bolt or the nissan leaf or the you know um and then it kind of moves all the way up to the spectrum to the kind of super luxury we were we were over in um when i was over in victoria uh, there was a hybrid mclaren um, wow. <laughs> which was like a race car um, which is, uh, quite something. And, and we actually have, a, a, a hybrid, uh, Corvette coming next year. So, um, that's, uh, you know, so the electric isn't just kind of the, uh, 
for the for the luxury buyer and it's uh you know the the original ones that kind of came out were more more trying to aim towards the budget buyer but um there's something for everybody now right and and the internal combustion engine is still a, a part of uh a, a part of the business as well people are still buying and selling those cars right Oh, absolutely, and that's uh, you know it's still a big a big part of our business. I, I would I would say probably the the bulk of our business right now the um, you know uh, pickup trucks the sort of uh, half ton pickup truck is the main number one selling vehicle across North America, and uh, at the moment until we start to get the electric ones, um, you know they'll they'll continue to sell because they just seem to be the most utilitarian vehicle um, for, for people to, to use for, you know, doing whatever they need to do. Um, you know, they're not, not so much here in, in the lower mainland in Vancouver, but, you know, uh, across the more rural British Columbia and across the prairies and, and uh, um, in the United States, they're far outsell anything else. And, and most of those are internal combustion at this point. Right. We're talking to James Carter from the Carter Auto family. He's the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. Uh, CarterGM.com is the website. And one thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you have uh, too much of uh, any thoughts about this, but the thing that impresses me whenever a friend of mine gets a new car or I see I see a new car are the colors that are coming out and the, and the coats that cars have now. It seems like it's come a, a really long way, uh, the colors and the coatings that cars have, and they look so cool now. Well, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different things you can do now with the vehicles, and you know some of them are pretty wild, which I'm, I'm I guess I'm more conservative, but you know for a while there it was uh, uh, you know it was kind of like what shade of gray would you like, um, <laughs> and and now it's uh, you know there's there's lots of beautiful colors and 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 colors are getting a little bit uh, more uh, uh, more unique. Um, and you know now there's also the ability to wrap cars, so you can get a like a a uh, uh, like you see the the buses kind of wrapped with advertising and stuff. But you can wrap a car with uh, you can, and basically change the entire color of it if if that's something you want to do. So you can get some pretty wild colors out there. I've, I've got to say, I, yeah. I, I can also say some of them I'm not that I'm personally not that wild about, but that's okay. <laughs> do each his own. Yeah, well, I remember, you know, with computers, you know, a computer had to be that sort of beige color. And now all of a sudden computers are yellow and all sorts of things. And I, I like the colors that change depending on where they are in the sun. Like if the sun's really bright on them, the color is completely different than if it was kind of, you know, nighttime. Yeah, you can get those kind of shimmery colors. It's uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, servicing your vehicle. Um, you know, how important is it and how has that changed uh, in, in the world of cars? Uh, like having your car service, how important is it to have a good relationship, uh, you know, with with uh, your mechanic, your dealership and get your car serviced on a regular basis? Well, I think it's very important and we're we're very focused on, you know, uh, on getting our customers um, to come back and service with us. I, I think we do the best job in looking after them. Um, 
you know, there's not a requirement to come back to the dealership where you purchase the vehicle, um, but we do try our best to um, make things the best that we can be for you. And, and I think we do a good job in being probably the most convenient option for people that, that purchase from us. Um, but obviously there's a geographic component um, to that as well. And, and people should find someplace that is, you know, uh, that they trust um, and that they get the best service from. Um, you know, servicing has changed a lot over the years. We used to kind of see people uh, back when I first started uh, in my teens. Um, you know, I was working as a service advisor and, and pe- you needed to come in every uh, three months or 5,000 kilometers to, to change your oil um, and uh, and your oil filter. And now, um you know, along with technology, with everything else, things have changed. So um, most vehicles have what they call an oil life monitor, which monitors, you know, the quality and the uh, and the viscosity of your oil. And you uh, you don't really have to come in until the oil life monitor comes off. And sometimes that can be up to 20,000 kilometers between oil changes. So, um, and then, of course, the electric vehicles require a whole different, servicing schedule it's mostly about uh, you know making sure the brakes uh, um, are working and safe and uh, you know there's other things that need to be done on electric vehicles that don't need or or don't need to be done on electric vehicles that need to be done on uh, on uh, the regular internal combustion vehicles mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a whole new world and, and it's also a whole new world when you go to a dealership and uh, you, you talk to the people at, at, you know, Carter GM North shore, it's not like it used to be. Um, it's, it's a little more straightforward, isn't it? It's not, the, there's not a lot of uh, that kind of back and forth that people kind of grew to hate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you're talking about the servicing or the sales well, aspect. I'm talking it, about but, the sales, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, the, um, as with everything, consumers are a lot more educated these days. I mean, everybody does their research when they come in uh, or before they come in to the dealership. And generally things are narrowed down um, to, you know, uh, one or two vehicles that they might be interested in. Uh, they've already kind of made their decision um, as to the type of vehicle. So it's it's not... Uh, it's not as much a selection process as it used to be uh, for the salespeople or for the, and, and the sales department. Um, and then the pricing is a lot more straightforward now as well. Yes. Um, yes. You know, we don't, you know, um, there's basically, again, the, there's tools on the internet or online where, where you can um, basically know what the price of the car is and you can, know what the the uh, fair market value of your trade-in is and and you know we come in and we may disagree a little bit but uh, generally things are pretty easy we try and make it uh, make it as easy as possible right a much more pleasurable experience 
And if you would uh, like to look at everything that uh, the Carter Auto family has to offer, go to carterauto.com. You can go to cartergm.com. That's where uh, James Carter is the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. Uh, So, James, always a pleasure to talk to you because it's uh, such an interesting topic and there's so much new stuff in the world of cars and uh, I really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Martin. There's, it's a business that's ever changing. So you can call me anytime and I will uh, be happy to talk about it. It's uh, my favorite thing to talk about. So right on James Carter from Carter GM North shore in the North van auto mall, cartergm.com. It's Vancouver consumer. And coming up, do you ever wonder who coined the phrase hands up when robbing people? No, you never wondered that? Well, the person who is often credited with coming up with that phrase is actually local from here. He was known as the Gentleman Bandit, and I've got his story when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. You ever have Billy Minor Pie? It's that very rich dessert that was created at the Keg restaurant. Kind of became legendary. You can find recipes all over the internet. Billy Minor Pie is a mocha ice cream cake with an Oreo crumb crust. There's also the Billy Miner Pub in Maple Ridge. But do you know who Billy Miner was? Well, he holds the distinction of being Canada's first train robber. He was also known as the Gentleman Bandit because of his impeccable manners. It's believed that Billy Miner is the first crook to popularize the phrase hands up. Yeah, that's his. So if you ever see a movie or God forbid you're being mugged and somebody yells, hands up, at least you now know who should get credit for it. Uh, He's also famous for insisting that his men never shoot to kill. And it was today in history, Vancouver history, BC history, May 13th, back in 1906, that Billy Miner was identified as one of a group of train robbers they had just captured in a camp outside Kamloops. He and the gang had been arrested a few days earlier. The Vancouver Province newspaper reported that the three members of the gang were caught in the afternoon with a skirmish with a provincial constable and a small detachment of Northwest Mounted Police. The latest heist happened just over two weeks previous on April 29th, and it was a complete failure as train robberies go. Miner and his boys got away with a whopping $15.50 along with a bunch of pills that treat post-nasal drip, not the big haul they were hoping for. Uh, Cops say when they showed up and surrounded their camp, a few shots were fired by Miner and his men, and it was one of those men who took a bullet in the thigh And once he was hit, they surrendered. Miner was actually pretty famous at the time. He was written about a lot in the papers with stories about the gentleman bandit. But even so, it took a full day before police realized that one of the crooks that they had captured was actually the famous Billy Miner. Uh, He had been pretty much retired by this time, living quietly in the BC interior under the name George Edwards. They finally figured out who he was and then sentenced Billy Miner to life imprisonment in New Westminster's BC penitentiary, where he would live the rest of his life. Nah, of course he wouldn't. He was Billy Miner, 
a year after he was sentenced, he staged a daring escape and he got away. He was never captured again in Canada, though he moved to the U.S. where he uh, was captured and escaped from prison there twice. He died in Georgia from gastritis, which he got from drinking brackish water during a previous escape attempt. They made a great Canadian film about Billy Miner in 1982. It's called The Gray Fox. It's worth looking up. And along with the Billy Miner pie that I was talking about and the Billy Miner pub, the Tin Whistle Brewing Company, a microbrewery from Penticton, has launched a red ale titled Hands Up as a tribute to Billy Miner, captured on this day in 1906. Actually, he was captured uh, the day before. He was identified on this day in 1906, just outside of Kamloops. This is Vancouver Consumer. We are here every Saturday from 2 to 4. Thanks in a large part to our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong. We'll see you next week. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.